Well, happy Halloween, everyone, on this brand new Monday here on the Political Panda program. So happy you could join me here. Of course, Halloween, if you're listening to this and after, you do, of course, still happy Halloween to you, of course. So uh, we got a little bit of little bit of news to cover today. Obviously, we will cover the Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi situation. We'll go over all that. We'll talk about that. We'll... We'll get you on the right track with that here on the program today. We'll also talk about how, uh, you know, students will be, you know, those, you know, those students that, you know, really need to pay off their student loans, how they'll be uh, using those bailouts from a recent poll that came out. Uh, we'll also talk about a thing that terrible news happening over in South Korea. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some more stuff going on around the country, of course. There'll also be some new Twitter news, and of course, we'll end today on a clip that I think will literally be the definition of ironic, isn't it? But of course, to start out uh, today, we of course have where the f where the fuck happened to it? What do you mean? Of course, the opening clip still exists. It can't just magically disappear. Man, what? The world is trying to make my things disappear on me. Well, I can't. It won't happen. There we go. But yes, let's jump right into our opening clip. Uh, so, uh, Kathy Ockel was on uh, MSNBC with Al Sharpton. Uh, and uh, here is what was said. It's been stronger in many states. On, on dealing with gun control and working with communities. I remember when you were lieutenant governor, you used to show up everywhere uh, with, with uh, the anti-crime folks. So, I mean, is this just a distorted way of campaigning? I mean, what, what do you read into this? Governor, these are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15 percent, even in New York City, down 20 percent on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's, the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns. Because of the abundance of guns, people are killing each other with more frequency. The safer places are the Democratic states. Yeah, this is just incredibly false. This is so false, it is actually hilarious. It, it is hilarious how false this is. Let's see, California, Southern California, a very Democrat state, or a Democrat, very Democrat area. Literally some of the most crime in the whole city. New York City? You're going to tell me New York City is safe. Yeah, the place where there's been, uh, um, let's see, people getting constantly pushed into uh, literally the subway station, uh, you have a person who, I think we played this video on the show, where they walked into a goddamn McDonald's, were beefing with somebody, and then pull out a fucking axe and threaten somebody, yep, seems perfectly fine to me. By the way, in Republican states, you want to where all the crime usually happens? In all the Democrat-run cities in their states. That, that's literally where it is. And I'd be asking, hmm, I see a pattern emerge, and I do too. I do too. It's almost like they're lying. That's crazy. Who would ever do such a thing? Who would lie? 
such that's that's crazy what i mean if you truly want to know it, it, it's crazy lee fucking zeldin could be the actual governor of uh new york which to me sounds crazy because just the idea that that new york could possibly have a republican governor starting next year sounds ridiculous to me but hey you know what he has a chance he does have a chance. Well, we of course talked at the top of the show that we would fully... I wanted to start here. We'll get into the Paul Pelosi stuff in just a little bit. I didn't want to rush right into it. We'll, we'll cover all that, and we'll even, we'll, even get a, uh, we'll even get into an actual video of a person being interviewed by uh, news talking about the actual person. And uh, we'll, we'll, I'll let you decide if that sounds very Republican to you or far right, as it has been reported. But before we get there, before we get there, so obviously the student loans thing's a very big thing to me because I don't know about you. I don't want to pay, you know, the one trillion and the extra bit of taxes. You know, I, I think I think we're all good. I think we don't really need need to do anything like that. Well, so nearly three quarters of the thousands of university students said to receive the twenty thousand uh, dollars tax dollars to cover their bad loan plans. Just are going to spend it on get this vacation, booze, drugs, and living up their deadbeat image in the mind of many taxpayers. So those who have uh, have either planned or applied for the program offered a new Biden White House scheme. And so, yeah. So basically, the demo the demographically Democrats in the program plan to spend their monthly gains uh, widely by nearly two to one over Republicans. In a report, uh, the website said our website said that seventy three percent do agree using student relief to buy non essential goods is wrong. Oh, that's in that's interesting because, uh, well, so uh, the, well they got polled. And, uh, well, uh, what's more is just half of the said having loans hanging over them negatively affect their life. When asked how negatively affected the loans had on their life, 8% respondents said not negatively at all, 9% not very negatively, additional 22% said their lives hadn't been affected. On the other hand, 32% said their lives had been affected somewhat negatively, and 28% said very negatively. Uh, of course... What they plan to spend the estimated $1 billion in tax uh, dollars on is likely to irk many taxpayers, especially the vast majority who never went to college, took out a college loan, or paid the money back as they agreed to. The top spending plans for students with the loan checks uh, that were identified, 46% were, uh, two 46% were for vacation and dine out. Uh, yeah, I, I would like a vacation too. I'll take some taxpayer money, please. Uh, a new smartphone, investing in stocks, you know what, that that one I would be fine with, fine, you know what, you, you want to get some more money down the road, fine. Weddings, okay, fine, I, I guess, that's, that's my wedding gift, don't ask me for a fucking wedding gift, okay, that's my wedding gift to you. Drugs and alcohol at 28%, well, at least you're being honest, and gambling. It re really, we're going to gamble all that, ah, yes, mmm. Yes, the best idea. The the only the best idea. 
20, 27% gambling. <laughs> Fucking gambling. Yes. Mm. Hit up Vegas with my with my $20,000. Come back with negative $20,000. Oh, hell yeah. Hells to the yeah. Now, that's what I... That's what I like about... Uh, it, it's just... It's so, so America. Like, this truly is America here. You have people being like, Yeah, I mean, I could use this money to pay back my student loans... Uh, but I don't really feel like it. I'm gonna go buy drugs and alcohol and fucking blackjack and like hookers down in like Vegas. Because screw you, this is taxpayer money and I don't care. God, dude, why? 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 I mean, did anybody expect this entire idea to go? really anywhere that wasn't terribly like I don't know who was like yeah this could this couldn't go wrong like nothing bad is gonna happen except I think everybody should have predicted that yeah no nope I think we all should have known well so obviously last term of the Supreme Court was uh was a big one you know we had Roe v Wade get overturned uh you know we had a big push for, you know, gun rights in a win, and, well, this one could be the one to, uh, to be the, uh, one that's the big one for this overall cycle, and that is, uh, in two cases, which is the Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard, uh, College, and Students for Fair Admissions versus University of North Carolina, in which it has the opportunity to undo Almost uh, a mistake made by 20 years in which it created a higher education loophole in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and now that loophole could be closed. So back in 2003, they held a decision that the University of Michigan Law School had a compelling interest in building a diverse student body that just uh, that justified the narrow use of race as a factor when making admission decisions. Uh, just exactly how were schools allowed to use race? factor has always been murky because on that same day, in a different case, the same court struck down the University of Michigan's policy of automatically adding a set amount of points for applicants based on their race. So, here's the thing. The very reason why this is important. So, take for example, a Asian kid who's got, you know, a really solid, really solid ACT score. And then you take, you know, another candidate that doesn't really have as good of an ACT score. And, well, the school already has enough Asian people. And obviously, even though this Asian kid is, you know, clearly the overall better student with better grades, a better GPA, better, you know, everything really about him. The other student who might be, you know, maybe not qualified enough to actually go into with enough of the actual criteria to be able to go into the actual co college, the other one most likely will end up getting accepted because the Asians have already reached their population max. You know, the whites have already reached their population max. And then you have black and brown students that may not make it through the whole thing because they find that, uh, you know, call this college is a bit, you know, much. And so they end up leaving. All because we need to fill diversity quotas and not quality quotas. Okay, 
the main issue is I think college for a lot of people is way too accessible. Like it's 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 gotten to the point now where I think there's comes a point in this universe in our like society that's too much of a uh too much of the the very much if you want to if you are getting out of high school every person needs to go to college. It's like what? Why? Who who was like yeah let's let's do that? Who woke up one day and was like yes that's a good idea? Why does every job need a college degree? There are so many like different like things when I watch and I see what people do. I go, what do you need a college degree to do that for? There are so many of these jobs that I look at and I go, what do you need a college degree for that to do? You just need baseline knowledge that you can get from working on the job. You know, there's so many of these, and then you go to these colleges and then you get what triple figures in debt like that's pointless because then you're like paying it off all the way until you're in your 30s and then it's like okay so now i'm paying off this plus the ability you know maybe buy a house or maybe buy or you know get a wedding if i get a wife before the age of like 30 and it's like come on really really so yes the the supreme court could finally strike this whole racist just absolutely terrible system uh down and truly that could be that could be something great so fantastic there all right so let's get into this so pelosi uh paul pelosi was attacked last week i believe yeah it was like last week and so, yes, so obviously the person's name has been, has came out as David de uh, Pape, who uh, is not a great person, by the way, not in any way a great person. Uh, so obviously a lot of, you know, blames were on the right yesterday uh, because of the uh, overall, you know, because, uh, you know, he's obviously... You know, very much a right-wing person, uh, but I'm going to uh, going to uh, actually well prove to you that that that's that, that's not 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 the case. As he appears to have made racist and often rambling posts online, uh, you know, it's you know he he, he made a parent racist post. Uh, he is an anti-Semite, so. Got that right, but uh, he he encapsulated the media narrative, including the questions, the results of the 2020 election, defended former President Donald Trump, and echoed QAnon conspiracy theories. But uh, that's that might might not be the the case, as uh, De Pepe lives in a notoriously local nudist uh, in a. Is a notorious little nudist in a Berkeley home, complete with Black Lives Matter sign in the window, an LGBT rainbow flag uh, emblazoned with the man uh, marijuana symbol hanging from a tree. Closer uh, look reveals the characteristics of a homeless encampment, and or what Europeans call an open drug scene in the driveway. There's a broken down camper van on the street, a yellow school bus, which neighbors said uh, he stays, he occasionally stays in. Both filled with garbage, typical of such structures, and the homeless encampments. 
People come and go from the home, and the vehicle's neighbors say Impar and partake in use of potent psychedelic drug Ibocaine. Uh, they describe him as a homeless addict with a po uh, with a politics that was recently left wing, but as secondary important to a psychotic and paranoid behavior. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, they seem very left. They're all about the. Uh, this is uh, we'll watch a bit of a video talking about a little bit more of this. Uh, they also missed his history of drug use, uh, psychosis, and homelessness. Yeah, not not exactly right-wing behavior. Not not exactly. Not not exactly. Uh, he the other thing is uh well, he, so. Uh, so, has a, he is, had a former lover who was Oksane uh, Taib, which is a 53, uh, charismatic Russian immigrant, 11 years, uh, David Sr., uh, also appears to have fallen under the spell of around 2003, quiet video game obsessed 20 year old in a town of 14,000 people, but where, where's the other, where's the other thing? Uh, in here. Maybe not. Maybe it's not. But uh, that's not the only thing we have. We have this, which is the person named Trish, who was uh, who was the one who was interviewed about the attacker. Our vehicle was out of commission. I was walking past and Gypsy's son was with a small little girl and he was on the bus and the little girl and Gypsy's son were walking away from the bus and the guy remained on the bus and that's when I recognized his face. That's the only time I ever saw his face was within like the last month or so or a couple weeks. Do you know how long, how he's, how long he stayed during that a couple months no, ago? No, we try to just avoid them at all costs okay. until but, they, you know, bother us. Okay, but so the last time you saw him was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he was here for a few days. Yes. Okay. Anything strange about him or anything that stood out? There's nothing strange about the whole household. <laughs> the entire household is very, very strange. How about him? Um, uh, he is birds of a feather with uh, akin to them. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers, and that's who gravitates toward them. And it's, the children, I'm sorry, the children who live there, they seem to be underage or under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. And Trisha, again, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh, because of their support for uh, um, the gay community um, and for, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> for other people, but uh, it is, uh, now I'm not sure what way they lean yeah. because... Because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah, pot. Yeah, so. But any signs of anti-Semitism? You know, they are completely unhinged, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they, nothing that they believe in aligns with their actions. So they'll say that they are, you know, pro-black lives, and then they'll call the police on black people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... 
they don't stand by their actions don't stand by their words so some paranoid behavior it sounds yeah, like yeah absolutely and They're almost and some psychotic behavior too yes. okay was that also demonstrated when david was the president or was that yeah times when yeah it, it's never changed how they've acted david acted the same way um from what i saw of him he he's never approached me or my partner at all um, but I've just seen him helping out around the house with like yard work and then I saw him living on the bus. Um, I've never even heard him speak. Did you know his name or you just were recognized his picture? I didn't recognize his name, but I also don't know the name of the kids either. Okay, you just recognize his picture from today, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That is him. We think yeah. he's the father of some of them? Or do we? Not sure at all, okay. but if he is, uh, their mom told me that there was uh, abusive nature in their father, so if it is him, then he has abused his own children. Get your full name, please. I can't. I oh. don't want to Just share Trish that. those? Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that comes from one of the neighbors of this fantastic, fantastic individual. Mm. Abusive, probably a bit, bit anti-Semitic, and, uh, oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we have some other, other great, great things. Uh, to finish off this little, little bit of about Paul Pelosi's uh, individual nature here. So, back in 2018, you now you might know him as Senator Ren Paul was uh, was attacked uh, because he was assaulted. <clears throat> And, well, <clears throat> one of the greatest Twitter accounts out there called Defiant Ls, uh, who screen, ga screen grabs uh, people's, like, leftist Twitter tweets and puts out stuff. So, uh, so the first one is from Brooklyn Dad underscore Defiant and said back in 2020, I think Dr. Fauci could probably pick up where Rand Paul's neighbor left off and nobody would mind at all. Flash, uh, fast forward to now, the violent, heinous attack on Paul Pelosi, the Speaker's husband, needs to be denounced in the strongest possible way, possible terms by both sides. Yeah, except when Rand Paul challenges science. Then, 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 uh, then that's, that's, that's fine. I, uh, from John Palovitz, I get Rand Paul's neighbor. The attack on Paul Pelosi is the direct result of Fox News and the GOP's purposeful, irresponsible rhetoric. It will continue to get worse if it gets control of the Congress. Our nation will become unrecognizable. We need to vote these monsters into oblivion. Well, well, uh... Rand Paul's response was, of course, you know, what you would normally expect of most Republicans. No one deserves to be assaulted, unlike Nancy Pelosi's daughter, who celebrated my assault. I condemn this attack and wish Mr. Pelosi a speedy recovery. Wow, it's almost like Rand Paul isn't a dickhead. Which, of course, if you want to know what, what her daughter said, she said, uh, and I quote, Rand Paul's neighbor was right. Hmm, 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 hmm. Sounds like a dickhead to me. To me. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 
so juicy. So, so juicy. Well, well, so obviously there's been a lot of talk about, so obviously uh, Kanye West has been a lot in the news because of the anti-Semitism that he displayed on social media. And so obviously he's been removed from a lot of different stuff. Uh, and so now, I, I, this one makes no sense to me because what person is doing this? I want to know what person is like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. So, so a, the next one in banning of, of Kanye West is Goodwill. That's right, fucking Goodwill. You know, the, the company that's a thrift store sent out a memo to employees banning the selling of Yeezys, of Yeezy products from its physical and online stores. Uh, the requested action said, or like the memo, as we strive to maintain the most up-to-date product information on elevated brands available to sell, we are sensitive to current events and take action when designers or brands do not align with our mission and rise values. We are currently removing the sale of Adidas Easy brand products from all channels, retail stores, boutiques, e-commerce, and outlets as well from our elevated brands tool. Uh, the memo effective immediately, all e-commerce stores will no longer sell any Easy products. The same goes for physical stores. Any products on sales are should are to be immediately removed and placed in trash bags. Now, now what's funny is I don't know who. Like this doesn't mean anything to anyone. Your goodwill. Who the fuck brings Yeezys to a goodwill? Okay, Yeezys are not cheap. Okay, Yeezys are not like you know like a two dollar shoe. Okay, a Yeezy, let, let, let's just see. I'll, I'll look up Yeezys right now. Yeah, Yeezys for over a hundred and, like, basically over $200, right? $200 for, for some Yeezys, right? What motherfucker is taking their fucking Yeezys to goddamn Goodwill? What? Who's like, yeah, we, we're really just all about, you know... Really, I, I, you know, I didn't want to make even more money off my my nice my nice Yeezys, so I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna donate them to Goodwill. Who who the fuck is doing that? How moronic do you have to be? You either have to know less about shoes than I do, or give less a care about shoes. You must be like the richest motherfucker around. If you're just like, yeah, I'm just bringing my I'm just bringing my Yeezys into goodwill or you must have a terrible mom or family member because i don't know what person's like yeah i'm i'm taking my yeezys to to goodwill what huh yeah yeah i'm, I'm bringing in the yeezys like if i was a, if i was an employee at goodwill and someone brought in a brought in a pair of yeezys i would look at them and go so are are you are you sure that you grabbed the right pair of shoes? Like are you sure you want to donate your pair of Yeezys to to Goodwill, right? If you if I would triple ask, I would quadruple ask. I would ask until the man starts yelling or man or woman starts yelling at me, telling me that yes, they want to give Goodwill their Yeezys. 
Yeezys. Okay, I can understand, you know, your normal Nikes or other kind of shoes, but these are Yeezys we're talking about, okay? They're not the cheapest shoe out there. This isn't no Walmart shoe. This isn't no, you know, cheap-ass boots. You know, pay. this isn't pay less. This is a goddamn Yeezy, okay? I don't give two ass cracks about shoes, okay? I usually have one pair of shoes until that pair runs out or my feet get bigger or I need to go buy new shoes and then I go and I buy a new pair of fucking shoes. I'm not like... Uh, welcome to my closet of 10 bajillion shoes. I got a shoe for every outfit, every occasion. It's like, no, I got my tennis shoes and I'm good. I may, maybe what? I have like slides and what? Maybe fucking snow boots. But other than that, that's my entire pair of shoes. Maybe water shoes. And even then, like those, literally the two shoes I wear all the time are just slides and freaking tennis shoes. Okay, I don't own another pair of tennis shoes. So, w even my dumbass, who doesn't give two rats about goddamn shoes, knows that there's something just completely stupid about the idea of being like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make sure that you can't bring in Yeezys at goddamn, goddamn freaking Goodwill. Yes, we're really solving a lot here. Oh, really, really solving a lot. Okay, so when I first heard about this one, moving right along, uh, when I first heard about this, I I genuinely thought people were saying things wrong, because, so, the way I first found out about this was, of course, Twitter, like most other people, but I'd seen this come out, and I was like, something, something, something ain't right. It genuinely was like the whole, like, uh, it's that goddamn Simpson meme where it's, uh, where it's literally like, BART! Oh, just force of habit? Like, I was just like, America! And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, force a habit. Okay, so over in Seoul uh, this weekend, there was a an event for Halloween, I guess, in which 153 people are dead and 133 are injured. And basically a stampede. Actually, I kind of want to see a little bit of this as, I, as I'm talking here. So, yeah, there's just... So, essentially, what happened is they all started... Is a lot of people started going down, like, these very narrow sort of, you know, alleyways. The, the city of Korea, like, Seoul, is so shittily designed, it's terrible. Okay, I've seen, like, images of it. It's not great. But anyway, so down... Down these narrow alleyways, there were like just hundreds of, just thousands of people just all trying to go down. Well, they all kind of got stuck. And so eventually people started falling and those people that fell got fucking trampled. And well, the people that trampled and crushed uh, were killed. So yeah, there were people crushed and it is absolutely just just disturbing the images that have come out from the event from the amount of just bodies it is just bodies of people completely completely dead it seems even a, a actor who was quite young was killed as well and it it's from what's being said as of right now the death toll is still rising let's see there's already a 
I've seen that there was Americans who've died in the crowd, and there's some Japanese citizens who've died in the crowd. There is a lot of lot of people that did, in fact, die in the crowd, as many were completely hurt. CPR was being performed on a lot of different people as the bodies continued to pile up in the capital city over in South Korea. Truly, truly just shocking imagery out of there, and hopefully... Hopefully those who are injured will be okay. Bring it right back to the U.S., though, Florida. So Florida continues to, uh, you know, do things right. I know, I know online it gets memed to hell being IRL GTA because of the dumbass news that comes out of it. But that's not what we're here to discuss. So, down in Tallahassee, Florida, a joint committee of the state's two medical boards on Friday took a, uh, another step towards banning gender-affirming care. Uh, members from the board and state board uh, approved rulemaking language that would ban uh, children from taking hormones and undergoing surgery to treat gender dysphoria. Uh, both boards are scheduled to meet on November 4th, to, where they will finalize the rule. The proposed language was established, uh, which aims to establish the state standards of care for gender dysphoria treatment also includes an exemption for children who are enrolled in the clinical studies associated with treatment. Uh, there's also a provision that would exempt children already undergoing treatment when the rule takes effect. So, yes. Another step in the right, right direction as uh, there is truly not anything that truly shows proper, you know, proper actual uh, stuff. I mean, we talked about it last week. The NIH over in your, over in the UK put it perfectly. Most people who are doing all this stuff right now are people who are going through a phase. It's like the emo phase. It's like a lot of people come out of their emo phase and they're like, oh, look what I was back in the day. You know, it's like one of those. It's the cool, hot new thing of getting your breasts chopped off getting your penis chopped off, getting your vagina removed, and becoming the opposite thing. And then eventually you get older and you realize, wow, I was fucking stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And then you realize your serial can't have kids and that you'll be dying alone. So then your suicidality goes up and then you end up killing yourself. And, well, the, of course, cycle continues. But... With stuff like this, we can hopefully put a end to this ridiculousness around the country and actually treat people who actually have gender dysphoria and not people who are just going through a phase. Yeah. Speaking of children, though, so uh, an adult who acted like a child, because this is something I would do as a child, not the part about stealing something from somebody else to then do stuff, but, you know, eat, eat paper. I, when I was in kindergarten, I ate fucking paper, okay? I'll admit it. I am not ashamed. I did that because I was a dumb fucking kindergartner. I, I ate fucking paper. Get over it. A lot of other people in my class ate paper, okay? I wasn't the one who started the trend. I was just a dumbass who followed. <laughs> so, yeah, a leftist who was protesting uh, a recent event hosted by Matt Walsh at the University of Wisconsin, stole a copy of the Bible from a street uh, preacher who was exercising uh, his First Amendment rights. 
Uh, one protester then desecrated the Bible further in a rather unique way by eating some of the pages. And of course, there's video of that. So uh, we have a woman who has uh, taken pages from the Bible and has uh, taken to the kinding of eating pages of the Bible. Uh, what a what a beautiful, beautiful idea that is. Uh. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Hmm. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yes, what a, what a great thing. Yes, eat pages of the Bible. Yes, act like a fucking child. You know, what, what a, what an actual just child behavior. Okay, like I said, that is something I did when I was literally five, okay? Five. Five years old, okay? Alright, I did that when I was five years old. Okay, that, that is something I did very, very long time ago. So, the, the idea behind going and doing something like that is just ridiculous. the fuck? So, yeah. Just kind of, kind of ridiculous, to say the least. But, not only uh, was there that, yes, there's people screaming at the Christians to uh, go away as they are fascist and whatever else. Yep, normal, typical stuff there from those, so not a big deal. Other things uh, in the news to finish off the day, we'll kind of finish up with the Twitter stuff that's been going on, because the, of course, earthquake is, uh, of course, hitting, hitting hard, according to people. As America's political and media players woke up Friday to a new reality. One of the country's most outspoken, often divisive business figures is now the moderator of its most obsessive political conversation. Elon Musk took control of tw of Twitter, firing, of course, four key executives, and tweeted, The bird is freed, which is correct. Touching off a wave of both anxiety and relief in different corners of the political world. Wow, it's like I... Wow, it's surprising. Conservatives, especially on the Trumpist right, view Musk as something of a savior, liberating Twitter from what they see as a progressive liberal approach to what content is loud and what is prohibited. I mean, kinda. I guess you could just say, no, he's just the person that we've now say, hey, congrats on, you know, doing something good. Uh, liberals worry about what will hap what happens to a key information platform without a gatekeeper. Less than two weeks before the midterm, especially if Musk allows Donald Trump back onto the platform, interject, uh, injected his thoughts and misinformation directly into the political bloodstreams for years. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, actually... In an interview with Fox Digital, he said he's going to stay on True Social. Even if he gets on, and believe me, he likes Musk, but said uh, he is going to stay on Truth as he likes it better. So, yes. Is that really surprising? No, it's he already has his own platform. So, yeah. Of course, uh, there's also, of course, Musk, uh, of course, will be forming a new, sort of new moderation council as well as, of course, you know, a new area. It's fine to see 
I just think that finally, you know, Twitter is going to become a better place, but I guess some people disagree. And of course, I mean, the memes have already started, in which uh, Elon, uh, I love the memes already coming out, Elon Musk, uh, because of a thing at the New York Times, Elon Musk in a tweet shares uh, shares link from site known to publish false news, uh, where he responds, this is fake, I did not tweet out a link to the New York Times. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that, that that that's that's beautiful. That that is beautiful. But of course, to finish up, uh, here is the MSNBC disinfo or basically disinformation boondoggles nonsense from uh, from people uh, to finish up today's show on Pizzagate cabal style stuff. The idea that they're the world is secretly run by this new world order, uh, and it is trying to censor you. It's trying to prevent the world from seeing what's really going on, and that Nancy Pelosi and people like that, those people uh, in the QAnon spaces right now, those people are at the top of that sphere. They are at the top of that pecking order when it comes to how people believe in conspiracy theories. And I, I do want to stress this. Um, right now, on, trending on Twitter mm -hmm. is the lie about this guy. It's the lie that- It's trending. It's trending on Twitter as we speak. Uh, because Elon Musk pushed it uh, on Saturday, or yesterday, sorry. Uh, I just want to make it clear how they got to this place. So, uh, I, first of all, lies on the internet move faster than the truth. And that's in part why there are all these safeguards that Elon Musk is trying to take down on Twitter right now. Um, the lies that were pushed were from bad pieces of information they found. For example, they said that uh, Paul Pelosi was uh, in his underwear. Of course he was, 2.30 in the morning at the time he was attacked. They, that led them to believe this was a lover's quarrel between two different people that knew each other. The reason they believed they knew each other is because the police put out a statement saying that they didn't really know who opened the door, so they, that led them to believe there was a third person in the house. Mm -hmm. So from there, there was this world building on the pro-Trump internet. What could be the opposite of reality here? And the opposite of reality they came up with was these two people were having a lover's quarrel in a house and the police sort of intruded on us. It's fundamentally incorrect. It was pushed by the richest man in the world. And then yesterday, it was pushed by Donald Trump Jr., who posted a picture of underwear and a hammer and said it's a Halloween costume for Paul Pelosi. If we don't cut this out right now, not just the normalization of violence, but the idea that reality can't even exist anymore because it cannot catch up to the lies on the internet. I'm not a scholar on authoritarian history. But I've, let, I've read Hannah Arendt. I've read all of these people. Mm -hmm. This is how it gets really bad. This is the start of something that gets really, really bad. If you are getting the guardrails off the truth, where it literally cannot catch up to the lies on the internet because of how the pipes work, how the system works, because of the incentives of the richest people in the world, then that's how you lose your democracy. <sighs> how we lose a democracy that we never had? Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. How could we lose something we didn't have? <sighs> so tiring. So, so tiring. Man, how you lose the guardrails on the truth, that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't think you can say that coming from people who I don't think have told a singular truth for most of my uh, entire, entire existence. 
speaking of which, uh, I would just like to remind everybody that congratulations, reporters get things wrong. Like, is this a shock to anyone? I mean, hello, have you existed on the internet before? Fucking TMZ thought a, a literal legendary or like a rock star was fucking dead the other day because of some fake tip they got. Like, what? Yeah, not every piece of news is going to end up correct. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that not every piece of news is going to end up being correct and that people will correct and eventually that will get around? Wow. Wow, that's that that's crazy. What? What? That that's ridiculous. What? That that, that would never happen. That would never happen of course well that is going to do it for today's show if you did enjoy today's show and you haven't already subscribe to the program comment down below if you're watching over on youtube review over on apple Podcasts. that's where you're listening check out the of course de uh, description for of course mercury one support those with her uh with hurricane ian support check out the news list over on twitter check out as well the twitter and true social links down below as well as all articles and clips used you all have a fine Halloween, and of course, a good, good rest of your week, as we, of course, will be right back here again tomorrow for another episode of the Political Panda Program. I'll catch you guys all tomorrow.